Try to speak loud. All right, so I'm happy to be here today. I'm excited to share the good news with you today of what God's doing in my life and in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 11. Uh, before we start, let's uh, start off with the prayer. Um, dear God, thank you so much for this community here, this uh, community of new creation. I pray that you would, your Holy Spirit be speaking through me today, be um, your words and not mine. And I just pray that we would be all receptive to what you are um, hoping to speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so I want to declare the good news today that God is not at, but he is looking to meet us right where we, right where we are with new words of wisdom, encouragement, and calls to action. And uh, first, I want to share like how this good news relates to my own life, and then we'll look also in the scriptures, of course. Um, and specifically how it relates in my life to parenting and parenting Matthias. Um, some of you may know uh, we've had some challenges of parenting Matthias. He, was, he has had some attachment issues, some oppositional defiance. And you especially know this if you were in our um, church group during the pandemic. Every single week, ask for prayer requests. It was always the same thing. <laughs> Pray for us and Matthias. You know, give us some wisdom in this area. Um, so he's had a lot of hard behavioral issues. You don't always, might not notice it. If you're like out in public, he, he seems to have a hard time at home, not usually in public as much. And yeah, it's caused a lot of stress, as you can guess, in, like our, in our household and with Katina and I just like figuring out, like, wait, what do we do? How do we love him? How do we parent him? How do we discipline him? And so, um, specifically thinking about discipline, um, Katina and I, we, we were both raised in households that did spanking. I don't know if anybody else had that as well. Yeah. We, you know, my, my parents uh, grew up with uh, the mindset, if you remember the Bible verse, um, spare the rod and spoil the child. Everybody know that verse, right? Um, it's a funny story. My brother, he's a little bit younger than me. Whenever he knew he was about to get a spanking, he would always, like, shove a bunch of magazines back there or some, like, <laughs> or some extra underwear or something. I don't know if, I think my dad always figured it out, but, you know. That's what he would always do. So Katina and I, you know what? We were thinking, well, maybe we'll just do the same thing. And so we grew up with, it worked for us. We turned out pretty good, I think, right? We turned out okay. And so we're like, you know what? We'll, we'll do that as well. But it actually, when we tried that with Matthias, um, it didn't really work. It didn't help the behavior. It usually made it worse. And it kind of was, uh, you know, breaking down our relationship with him a little bit as well. And so we're coming to this point in uh, our parenting journey. We're like, we... We're like crying out to God at night. Like, we don't know what to do. We're kind of feeling hopeless. You know, how do we connect with him? How do we discipline him? How do we, what we're doing is not working. So we're kind of seeking out a, a new word from God, you know, some new wisdom from God. Like, okay, what do we do, God? And so then at that point, we started to um, reach out to people in the church. We talked to Jesse and Joanna. I had them over for dinner one night. They're like, you guys... Can you give us some of your great wisdom, specifically parenting Jackson? Uh, we talked to Yvonne um, Hardin. She gave us some of her videos about, um, like, I think, the connected child or attachment um, videos. And those were really helpful. And we started reading a lot of books. Um, Primal Wound is some, uh, the connected child, things like that. And we started to get this wisdom from God, like this new word from God, of like a new way that, or like where God's meeting us, where we were in our family and where we needed, uh, like a new way to discipline and parent Matthias, right? And so we had this hard decision to make. Do we choose to go with what we grew up with, um, 
even something that like many Christians believe, you know, is a biblical way to, to discipline. And it, it was hard to choose not to spank, right? Because that's what we grew up with. That's what we kind of felt like was the right thing to do. Um, kind of like a betrayal of choosing the right way to do things, right? Um, you know, were people going to judge us when like Matthias misbehaved in a public place and like we weren't disciplining them the way that they thought we would or we should? But ultimately, we started to believe that this was a new work for God, from God, and he was meeting us where we were at, where our family needed him to meet us at, right? And I don't think spanking's wrong, but it's just God meeting where our family and what we need, right? So that was just a quick example. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want it to be all about parenting, about me, of course, but I want you to think about um, you and your life for a little bit as we prepare to look in the Word today. Have you felt a need, the need for a new word from God uh, a new way in your life, but fear to embrace it because of what others might think. Um, or if maybe you felt like a betrayal of what you knew was, what you thought was right. Are there areas in your life where you're experiencing like, frustration or desperation for a new way? Have you found yourself trying the same thing over and over again at the end of your rope, longing for God to speak and meet and guide you? Well, remember our good news today. Good news that God is not absent, but instead is looking to meet you right where you need him to meet you, with words of wisdom, encouragement, and calls to action. So as we go through our sermon today, I want to be thinking of that part of your life where you really need God to intervene, and you need God to give you these new words today. So let's look. We're going to be in the Acts chapter 11. And I'm going to start off. I'm going to read just the first four verses um, for now. All right. I don't know if it's going to be on the screen or not. That's fine. It doesn't need to be. All right. So Acts chapter 11, verses 1 to 4. The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went to the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. So I'll stop there for a little bit. So at this point, Peter quickly tells the whole story of what happened in Acts chapter 10. And if you remember from last week when Jared expertly you know, went over Acts uh, chapter 10 with us, we learned that Peter had a vision from God. And in this vision, God basically told him that he can eat all of these things that he, ha- he wasn't able to eat before based on the law, right? And as we learned from Jared last week, this was not just about food but about sharing life with others from different cultures, others that you possibly didn't like, people that are different from you, right? And God told them that that he can share life and intimate spaces with those that are not Jews, the Gentiles. And this was about the gospel and the Holy Spirit going to all people, not just the Jews. So that's just a quick recap, and that's what Peter was doing there as well, giving them a quick recap. And then we keep going, and Peter goes on to say in verse 16, Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave to us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So that even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. So in this chapter, Peter has to give an account for his actions. And why did he eat with the Gentiles, the non-Jews? Why did he why did the Gentiles receive the word of God? 
Now, this is great news, right? It's great news for us, right? Because we're all, mostly, I think we're all Gentiles here. And, um, but it was not yet received as good news um, from the, these new Christians. Had, betra- had Peter betrayed a sacred covenant and covenantal identity by communing with Gentiles in the intimate space of food and fellowship? That's what he had to account for, right? And this is scary for Peter because he's breaking the norms of how they had, they had always done things in that Jewish faith. Even breaking what you know, they believe God had said in the Old Covenant, right? The Old Testament. And so the question comes down again to this one massive question. Why did you share intimate space with the Gentiles? And this was not a line, remember, that was arbitrarily created, but it was through the entire history of their faith, the way they've always done things. And so Peter was tasked with giving a justification for his, a- his actions. He must show his listeners that he could combine obedience to God and his ancient word and how they've always done things and obedience to the present word of God and the present spirit of God. That those can combine together and they don't contradict each other. All right, so he really only has one option. He only could tell his experience and what happened to him, right? So he stands before his friends in utter vulnerability because he has no textual evidence to back up what he's saying, to fall back on. Nothing in the Bible so far that he, that he knew of could prepare for this change. The only argument he could give was his experience. So if you can kind of picture this scene here, we're going to go back to the verses. I think it's verse 17. This part right here where Peter says, So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is I to think that I could stand in God's way? And then you can just kind of picture there's silence, there's this anticipation. What are the, what are they going to say? Are the are the is the church going to accept this is a new word from God or not? You could like maybe hear a pin drop, or I don't know what did they use to write with back then? Papyrus, I don't know. Anyways, right? So there's a pressure packed moment, and then bam, they they respond and they say when they heard this, they had no further objections and they praised God, saying so. Then even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. So it's like you can picture Peter's like rubbing his brow, like, oh, they accepted it. Okay, good. Um, it's an incredible story, I think, of how God is speaking a new word through his Holy Spirit that meets that community, meets that church right where they are, right where they need God to intervene, right? And they didn't expect God to work in this way at all. They didn't, they didn't like kind of foresee that he would extend his promise to the Gentiles, but God chose to. And Peter had to be open to listening to God and to hear God's word, meeting him in that cultural and historical moment. Um, to be open to hearing God, even if it didn't like match with what he grew up with, even if it didn't specifically say that earlier in the text of the Bible that he's used to. Because remember, God is not absent. He wasn't absent during the time of Peter, in the time of the New Testament. And he isn't absent right now. Our God is a living God. That's right. And I love it. Um, he is, and he's looking to meet us right where we need him, right right now, with the words of wisdom, encouragement, and calls to action. I'm going to say the good news over and over today, so hopefully you keep remembering it. So just like he met Peter with the new word to bring the gospel to the Gentiles, just like that. This reminds me, if you guys remember the uh, Sermon on the Mount, and a lot of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus would say, you have heard that it was said, and he would say something, <laughs> but I say to you, And I think that what Jesus is doing here is he's saying, 
You have heard in Scripture this. You've heard your whole life in the church, or you've heard this is how you've always done things, but I say to you, you know, Jesus is not saying that Scriptures were wrong, but he's building on what the Scripture said. He's completing it. He's bringing a new word that joins with the old together. These words, I think, are an example of how God interacts with us because he is a living God. He is present right now and at work in our life and society and meeting us where we most need him, right? Where we most need God to interact in our lives. I believe that Acts chapter 11 is a moment of reorientation where the Spirit is teaching us a crucial lesson that the church must remember. That God still speaks and he still meets us. What God has said in the past is pressed against what God is saying in the present. They work together. So let's talk about like what does this look like? How do we know that we've received a new word from God? Well, I think first we know if it's a new word from God in our life by its fruit. So that which builds life together, life abundant, a deepening life in God and truly is truly a new word from God. That which produces the fruits of the Spirit love for others, joy in Christ, peace of Christ, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, if I remember all those fruits of the Spirit. That which speaks of the, to the community of Christ, so that which builds community together, which echoes a shared life together, shared hope, and redemption from the sickness of sin. I think all of those things, a lot of lists there, right, that we know that's truly is a new word from God in our life, that God is meeting us where we are with that word of of that produces all those things. I think another key point to remember is that this new word from God, from Peter, was discerned in community. Community, does it right? It's not, I don't think it was wrong that they were challenging Peter. That was what Peter, is what should happen. They should be bringing the new word to each other and then discerning that in community together. Kind of like how Katina and I, we talked to Jesse and Joanna and discerned our word from God together with them. Because community is essential. We are learning together what it means to, to serve and to love Jesus together. All right, so now I want to go over, like, what are all the different ways that God does speak to us and give us and meet us where we are and give us that, those words of wisdom? Um, and I, won't, I don't know all the ways, so I was going to speak some of the ways that he's spoken to me and other people in my life. And just maybe open up your eyes a little bit to some of the ways that he might speak to you. Um, all right, so I think probably one of the first ways that God speaks to me is through experiencing new things or getting out of my comfort zone or like learning from different perspectives, like getting to know different people, hearing from different um, perspectives, things like that. I think one of the reasons God meets us in those areas is that because I think we're in those moments, we are reflecting. Sorry, Mike, I see your block. the whole pillar is blocking you there. That's funny. Um, in those moments, we are reflecting and we're looking to God for answers. And we're listening him, to him more in those times, I believe. Um, just a super quick example of this. As you guys remember, I don't know if you remember my last sermon a couple months ago, but I talked about how I kind of grew up in the church and most of my, my jobs that I've had have been in, like, in a church setting or like I was in a Christian school before this last school. But then for the last 10 years, I've been in a secular setting, a secular school, and I really, it's really pushed my thinking a lot, hearing from a lot of different people with different perspectives, and they're not always a Christian perspective, but I still, just as an example, like getting to know um, 
the, the founder of the school really well for the last 10 years. She's not a Christian by any means, but really I see God speak to her through her. I see the image of God in her and just her love for all people and just how she sees the best in everyone. Yeah, just I, I see God working through her. So just as a quick example. Another example is um, I was listening to an interview of a guy named David Ford, and he wrote a commentary in the book of John. But one of the unique things that he did was that he went to a Bible study on the book of John, and in that Bible study, no one there was a Christian except for him. I thought it was like, well, that's kind of crazy, right? And so what he told is that he was, he really learned a lot. He grew in his faith because the questions they would ask and just the insights they would have and the perspectives they had really pushed his thinking and helped him to grow in his faith as well. Because I think we learn a lot when we listen and learn from people who have a different perspective than us on life. Oh. Like another example is, you know, Jesse is having us um, go through a, a commentary in Acts um, from a theologian named Willie, Dr. Willie James Jennings. And it's actually a black theologian. And it's, um, I haven't read a lot of, you know, sadly, a lot of books from black theologians. It was just getting a different perspective. And every time I read that commentary, at first I was like, wow, this is, it is hard to read because I don't understand a lot of these words. I got to look it up on my phone in the dictionary, right? But also I'm just, learning so much because it's like I never thought of it that way I never thought of this passage in this way right so I just learned so much from hearing from different perspectives so let's take a little bit of a break here and I want you to take just a, I don't know, 30 seconds to reflect in your life um, kind of similar to the question we had last week with Jared what's the name of someone or a group of people that you want to listen to more and hear their perspective. Um, because remember that God is, as we said before, not absent, but is instead is looking to meet us right where we are. And sometimes that happens by listening to other people. So, so again, if you get out your phone or piece of paper and just write down the name of somebody real quick, so I'm gonna wait for you guys to do that. Listen to the Holy Spirit before we move on to our next point here. All right, so you guys get out your phones. It's a piece of paper, but I don't think most of us carry paper and pen, right? All right, let's go on to the next part. I think God also speaks to us, of course, through Scripture, right? Um, and also, you know, church history, tradition, um, testimony of others in their books. And again, it's not one or the other, but they both affirm each other. Ancient history, like we learned in Peter, and the new word from God, they work together. We, have a, we serve a living God. Now, personally, sometimes or many times in my life, I can have a hard time reading scripture um, consistently. Um, like as I said before, I grew up in the church. My dad is an, a pastor in like the last 40 years or so. Um, and when I was in school, I think it was like middle school, high school, and for part of our church, we were part of this thing called Bible Bowl. Anybody heard of that before? I don't know if anybody has. So we would get quizzed on random, like the most random questions from the Bible that you could ever think of. Like one year we were studying the book of Revelation, and it'd be like a question like, in chapter 4, verse 7 of Revelation, what was the fourth animal and how many eyes did it have? I don't know. 
like the most random questions, right? So it's like I knew the Bible like pretty well. At least I knew random facts that might be on a Jeopardy Bible show or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, and I've heard countless sermons, you know, about the Bible. But I think the problem is that I would believe this bad news that God is not speaking to me through the Bible. He's not speaking new words because I already knew what God is saying through the Bible, right? And I know there is grace if I don't read the Bible, but I'm still missing out. I'm missing out on God speaking words of wisdom and meeting me where I'm at through the Bible. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, today encourage myself (laughs) to, to believe that good news that God is speaking to me through Scripture that meets me where I'm at Right, And it meets what I need in that time, that word of encouragement, that new word, that call to action. And that it's a living word that meets me what I need in my life. Um, the other one that God speaks to us is through silence. If you guys remember, we had our rest week, I don't know, a couple, like two or three weeks ago, right? And Jesse challenged us to have some time of silence. And that was, struggle, that was a struggle for me. Um, not that I like to talk a lot, but if you guys know me, I like to, I like to be silent. But I like to listen to things. About a year ago, I bought some AirPods. And so as you can probably tell in my sermons, I'm like, man, this thing I listen to. I'm always listening to uh, you know, podcasts or things like that. So I'm not usually having this sense of silence. And so during that rest week, I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. Try it out. All right, Jesse, we'll do what you say, I guess. And um, yeah, it was weird. Like in the morning when I'm getting ready for work, I'd usually listen to something, but okay, I'm gonna have some silence or on the way to work, I usually have something on or at least some music, but now I'm gonna have some silence. And and it was great. It reminded me that God, He's always waiting to speak to me and interact with me because He is a living God. And He doesn't force me to pay attention and listen to Him, but He waits patiently for me to take the headphones out. <laughs> to listen to him and just sit and be and just know that he is God and that he cares about me. Um, something from uh, Katina, my wife, she's really good at this and just listening and, and waiting for God in silence. Um, and recently she was telling me how she heard God's voice, maybe not audibly, but like close, you know, heard God's voice tell her that he will, in, in our life, something we've been dealing with is a mold issue in our house, just a quick recap there. And she said that God told her that he will burn away all the mold toxins from our house, which is like, oh, that's good news. And now the this hard part for Katina and I right now is just believing that that is what God told her and believing that promise. So, yeah. And uh, one of the last ways, I don't know if it's not all the ways, but one of the last ways that God speaks to me especially is through, I would say, art or beauty in the world. Right? Um, like, an, like art, music, movies, shows, nature, things like that. Like, for example, with nature, I'm out in like, I love being out in the forest, the wilderness, things like that. And I get this word from God that God is enough. God is sufficient for me, just like he is sufficient in sustaining nature and creation. Um, I love how the Psalms point this out, like in Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. Um, I also see God speaking to me when he moves me to tears in basically any Pixar movie. Anybody that happened to? <laughs> like whenever uh, Matthias and I were watching um, Onward, like a year ago or so, if you guys watched that one, it's on uh, Disney Plus, I think. 
and just uh, being drawn to tears when you see like the sacrificial love of these two brothers and yeah, just seeing that. Or Katina recently we watched a show called um, Erased and it just beautifully showed um, community and like life-giving community together. Or the actual show called Community. Did anybody watch that? <laughs> uh, comedies like that. And I think, you know, these are secular things, but I think what happens is that the image of God, you can see the image of God coming through. And you, then if you're open to it, if you're seeing that God is everywhere and he's present and he's working through all things and you're open to that. Or just, you know, in, in beauty, art, creation. So, let's remember that God is not absent, but instead is looking to meet us right where we are. Um, he's speaking to us through our experiences, through people who are different from us, in the beauty in the world, right, in the silence and in scripture. He's also speaking to us in a way that combines obedience to his word and meeting us where we are right now. And those two work together. So we have a choice like Peter. Do we believe God? Will we believe God? Will we listen to his new word in our life? Or will we rely on the way we've always done things? So as we um, sing this next song, I'll pray to it against time to get set up. But I want you to be listening for how God is calling you to respond. Hopefully you thought back at the beginning of the sermon. We thought of a time, the part of your life where you really need God to give you that new word. Is he asking you to renew your energy and, and studying the Bible or listening to his voice in the Bible? Is he asking you to study the word of God with a different lens? Is he speaking a new word to you that you have learned through others and experienced, but that you've dismissed because it's different than the way you've always done things? Are you looking for God at work and God's word in all parts of your life? Where are you right now? Like, What is your struggle for you right now? Where are your doubts? Where are your fears? God has a word for you. A new word for you that is specifically for you. That meets you where you are. A word that is new that joins with the old. All right, let's pray. Yeah, God, thank you so much for your word and how it has become new to me. And I thank you, God, for speaking in my life. And I pray that you continue to give me the humbleness to listen to you and to the belief to listen to you and your word and your encouragement and humbleness to seek out community, especially with this community here, Father, to um, to see your word through this community and to, yeah, just to be humbleness, humble to accept that word, God, from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.